ahead and let, let the, the, the regulars get up and get on. And then I get up, you know, and you kind of take a sense of pride in everything when you're getting ready to go through and, 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 and load onto first class because the seats are plush. You got room. Uh, some flights, they give you slippers and blindfolds and stuff so you can sleep and not be disturbed. Some of them, you have, have your own private little room. So, uh, you know, when I'm up there and I'm, I'm sitting, I like aisle seats, and they, they tend to know that. So I get, get in my aisle seat, you know, and then you get to meet some interesting people that you get to sit next to in, in first class. You know, hi, I'm Derek. Uh, yes, I'm so-and-so. I'm VP of, of, of whatever. So it automatically, I got to take my whole whole surrounding to another level. You know, I'm calling the flight attendant. Uh, do you have a, a Wall Street Journal or Time Magazine or something? <laughs> Knowing good and well, I have, <laughs> I have my video game I'm ready to play. So <laughs> as I'm sitting there looking through the Wall Street Journal, trying to figure out how much time I need before I get to pull my video game out, you know, they come through with your drinks. You get, to get, to get your, uh, your, your water and ginger ale. People know me. They know I like ginger ale, so they get my ginger ale and, and uh, sitting there, and, and yeah, I'm going to use this for, for an illustration later, but I don't know why when I start to drink in first class, my, my finger goes out. <laughs> it's, all, it's like, you know, it's, it's, it's like automatic. The other things that I do in first class that I didn't realize, I cross my legs. I never cross my legs. <laughs> so uh, coming from this one trip uh, from um, San Francisco, uh, going, through, going to Chicago in, in the wintertime, and it was... It was uh, very interesting to, 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 go, to fly in the wintertime, especially when you have your different fronts that come in, especially going through Chicago. And uh, so we're flying, you know, I'm looking at the Wall Street Journal, I, not reading, I'm looking. And um, all of a sudden, the plane is gone, we, we have leveled off and everything, and the back end of the plane just feels like somebody T-boned it. And as it, as it turned sideways, it also dropped, it felt like 50 feet to me. It was probably only 10, 10 feet, but, it, you know, the plane dropped, and it just beginning to shake. Doors flew open uh, in, the, in the plane of the, um, where you put your luggage and stuff in. And, you know, and, and, of course, every muscle in my body is tightened up. I could, probably, I could have probably picked up a cherry by the stem just by how, how, how nervous I was and tightened up. So uh, I'm trying to, to, to gather my composure. I got flight attendants running by me to get to their seats. And, 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 and this food, I mean, Mr. First, Mr. Vice President next to me, <coughs> you know, he's freaking out. You know, this is one of the, you know, you're thinking through your head, do I need to slap this dude to calm down or what? You know, so he's, he's, he's freaking out. What are we going to do? What's going on? What, what happened? What, you know, so I'm, I'm sitting there freaking out because I, I don't know. And I'm, I'm not a, uh, I, I wouldn't say an emotional person, but it takes a lot to really rattle me. But that rattled me, and it, I mean, the plane is just steady, just shaking, 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 you know, and, and immediately, um, after all the other stuff, I wouldn't say immediately, I guess by the time I, I realized what I needed to do, I started praying. And, and, the, and the Lord says, why you worry? There's promises I have for you. So I, 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 and that in itself helped me, helped me calm, calm myself down. And, and you know, so this is kind of opening up the message tonight. You think about the, the children of Israel, um, you know, coming out of, uh, of Egypt, uh, getting ready. To, the Lord has set them up for their promise. Something that he had did for, uh, told Moses that he was going to do for, do for them back in Exodus, that he, he was going to bring them to a land flowing with milk and honey. 
uh, he was going to give them the land of the Canaanites. So it says in Exodus 3, 7, and 8, uh, Then the Lord said, and this is talking to Moses, I have surely seen the affliction of my people who are in Egypt and heard their cry because of their taskmasters. I know their suffering, and I have come down to deliver them out of the hand of the Egyptians and to bring them out. Well, I tell you, when I got 40, I needed glasses. Bring them out of, of the land to a good and broad land, a land flowing with milk and honey, uh, to a place of the Canaanites, the Hittites, the Amorites, and the Perizzites, the Hivites, and the Jebusites. And it goes on to say some more stuff. So the Lord had already gave Moses that, that, that direction. to, to uh, He was going to bring his, his chosen people uh, to, the land, to the promised land. So as we pick up tonight, we're going to talk about going... Um, from fear to faith. And as I, I, I made this message, is believing is seeing. Or do we see to believe? When all that stuff that was going on on that flight and everything that was going around me, the flight attendants, Mr. VP over here, it, it would have been easy for me to really just um, react it the way they reacted. Uh, but I thank God for what he had rooted down, deep down inside of me for the promises that he had in my life. So, I, you know, it was able to... to to uh, really help calm me down. Uh, so um, as Moses, had, the Lord instructed Moses to send out uh, 12 spies uh, to go out to, 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 to spy out the promised land. Um, they came back with a report, and this is kind of where we're going to pick up tonight. <clears throat> At the end of the 40 days, they returned from, from spying out the land, and they came to Moses and Aaron and to the congregation of the people of Israel in the wilderness of Paran and Kadesh. They brought back word to them and to all the congregation and showed them the fruit of the land. And they told him, we came to the land to which you sent us. It, does, it flows with milk and honey, and this is its fruit. However, the people dwell in the land are strong, and the cities are fortified and very large. And besides, we saw the descendants of the Anak there, the Amalekites, dwell in the land of uh, Negev, the Hittites, the Jeb Jebusites, and the Amorites dwell in the hill country. And the Canaanites dwell by the sea and, and along the Jordan. So they saw what Moses had already relayed to them that God has told them he was going to give them. I am um, going to give you the promised land. I'm going to give you the land flowing with milk and honey. But also they let the circumstances around them dictate what they believed God was going to do for them. Uh, and, and, and we can let our circumstances give us a sense of false hope. Um, you know, with Mr. VP, you know, I, I would think that he flies a lot. Um, but his life was, was apparently not where it needed to be. Because <laughs> uh, I did see him pray. But, um, you know, it, it, when God has, has, has already given us a promise, and, it, and, and before they even got there, Moses had told them, it is going to have milk and honey. It's going to flow with milk and honey. Well, they saw the milk and honey. So they should have knew that the promises was true, and God was not going to bring them this far to leave them. So when we, when we deal with looking things in the natural and how we perceive it, 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 it really determines on how we believe it, if that makes any sense. Uh, what we perceive, that's what we will be. That's what we would believe. So looking at um, Exodus, I'm sorry, 
Numbers 13, 31 to 33. Then the men who had gone up with him said, We are not able to go up against the people, for they are strong than we are. So they brought to the people of Israel a bad report, and the land that they had spied out, saying, The, the land though which we have gone to spy out is a land that devours its inhabitants. And all the people that we saw in it are of great height. And there we saw the Nephilim, the son of the Anak, who come from Nephilim, and we seem to ourselves, and this is what I, I, I find very interesting, we seem to ourselves like grasshoppers. And so we seem to them. They had already made up their, their mind that that's how they saw them. They saw them as grasshoppers. So they, they um, already put fear of, of, of above what God had already promised them. Uh, you know, it says what we perceive about ourselves can become our reality. Uh, but what I love is faith begins where courage ends for you. Faith begins where courage ends. And I brought this here. <clears throat> I was going to use some, some water, but yeah, people in the back might not have been able to see it. Uh, we have, they always say you have two kind of people in this world. You have people that see a glass half full, and you have people that see a glass half empty. I'm not going to say who's in who in here. Uh, but when you look at this glass, it's easy to see that this T only goes to a certain point. Now, if I told you that this glass is actually full, <clears throat> you know, half of you probably think I'm crazy. But the glass is full. It is full. Uh, we have tea up to a certain point. But also air, which is considered matter, takes care of the rest. So no matter where this tea is going to be, this glass is always going to be full. So now take a look at this glass as the tea representing your, your, your courage. And God comes along and fills up the rest with, your, with, with his faith with his promises in your life. So no matter what the circumstances are around you, um, your faith is, is, I always say it's like a bodybuilder. A bodybuilder breaks its muscles in order for them to get bigger. So your faith is stretched in order for you to bleed. And you'll be surprised how many times once you've been through a situation that the Lord has de delivered you from, you find yourself witnessing to somebody else who's going through that same situation. That, that, and that, that's what I, I love that. We've seen it in our base group for the last three years. Been able to help walk people to that next step. Because when I was in that crisis, yes, I was freaking out, but the Lord had delivered me. And now I'm able to sit and tell you that he can do the same thing for you. So, <clears throat> one of the things, though, also that the, the children of Israel, it, is they had a slave mindset. Uh, a, a slave is not able to, 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 uh, not able to imagine living any other life beyond the micromanaged existence that they had already lived. They know that they can only go this far. They know that they can only eat this much. They, don't, they know that they can only say so much. And we as Christians, and including myself, I'm, I'm big on it, I have to, to, to retrain my mind on what I feel God is, is, is pulling me to in my faith. And looking up here, um, the, the Numbers 14, 3 and 4 says, Why is the Lord bringing us into the land to fall by the sword? Our wives and our little ones will become a, a prey. Would it be better for us to go back to Egypt? 
And they said to one another, let us choose a leader to go back to Egypt. <laughs> as harsh as, as, as Egypt was for, for the children of Israel, it was a place of comfort. Comfort can get us all in a lot of trouble. Um, when, you know, I, trying to have a, a consistent study time in the morning time, and I am not a morning person, that bed feels really good at 6, six o'clock in the morning. Really good. Um, but I find that, that I hear more from the Lord at that time of the day. So I have to get and roll myself out of that comfort, comfortable bed and go out and, and, and really get down and, and get into my word at that time. Um, so sometimes we let, we let comfort, we let that safe place hinder us from, from getting out and, and, and really pushing forth in our faith. Um, there's a lot of times where we find ourselves kind of stuck in the wilderness, if that makes any sense, um, where you can kind of beat yourself up like, man, I should have took that job. Man, the Lord has been telling me to take this job, and I should have took it. And you kind of beat yourself up, and that, the enemy prays on you with that. But you kind of beat yourself up. Uh, I, I should have started that business. The Lord put that on my heart a while ago. I should. So as you're beating yourself up around that whole situation, you're kind of stuck in the wilderness, just like the children of Israel. They missed the promises that the Lord had told them to do, so they wandered for 40 years. 40 years. In which we come to, to the reward of faith. And it's a big reward. It's a big reward. I, I uh, 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 kind of references that, that flight again. Um, all that's going on, and, and, and after I finally composed myself and was able to, to really hear the Lord and what he, he wanted to say for, to me, uh, the pilot gets on the intercom, and he says, um, sorry about, about the, the rough stuff. We didn't realize it was happening, but we have moved to a higher level. We have moved to a higher level. In your walk as a Christian, God wants to take you to a higher level. Uh, we talk about <clears throat> Caleb and, and, and Joshua. They were the only two spies that came back with a positive report. Uh, so you got ten, 10 guys, and we're going to talk about this uh, in, a, in a few more weeks. Um, it, it, I always wondered why when Joshua was now the, 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 the man in charge, the leader, why he didn't send 12 spies. They only sent two. Sometimes having that many people can cause you to go off to where you shouldn't be. Uh, but anyway, um, so as they're wandering the wilderness for 40 years, after, after God has already, you know, he, first he said it was going to destroy them, but uh, thankfully Moses kind of stepped in. But as they wander in the wilderness for 40 years, you got Joshua and you got Caleb. You know, they were the only two that stood up and, and came back with a good report. And God said that he was going to reward them. But for 40 years, I can imagine all the negative talk, the, 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 the backstabbing that was going on, everything that they had to endure uh, through those 40 years. But your faith gives you perseverance to keep moving. Um, one of my favorite verses in the Bible, we all know it, is Hebrews 11. One, it says, now faith, and this is from the uh, NIV, now faith is the assurance of things hoped for, the conviction of things not seen. 
And those, those two big words there, assurance and conviction, kind of really stood out to me uh, because they, they are the meat of the verse to me. Uh, so I, I went and, took and got a definition of, of, of both those words. And assurance, uh, the definition came out to a promise. And conviction came out to strong belief. So I went back and, and, and filled those, those, those uh, words in to it says, it says, now faith is the promise of things hoped for, the belief of things not seen. So it's, it's, it's hard. It's, we, are, we are people that says sin is believing. I don't believe it unless I see it. I'm sure we all got friends that, that every sentence come out of their mouth is a lie. Say, I don't believe it until I see it. And, and, and when we want God to, to move, we have to look at, look at things, not in the physical sense, but in the spiritual sense, in, in, the, eye, in the spiritual eyes. Um, you know, we, we got, I've mentioned this before. My wife um, had found out that she had a tumor that they thought was cancerous, and it was devastating. Uh, it, was, it was extremely devastating. And, and uh, we believe that God had a plan for, for that. We don't believe that God put that tumor there. We believe God had a plan for her through this. And um, so for a good four weeks, waiting on the results back, because it was, you know, my wife, it was rare, a very rare, a very rare tumor. We, we're, we were praying about it, and of course we had fear. We had fear. But we had to believe that God had a bigger plan uh, than, than to, to, to um, give her this, and not have a plan behind it. Uh, and thank God that uh, we, we came, it came back that the cancer was uh, non, I mean the tumor was non-cancerous. Um, but now we're able to find, we find ourselves in that same position. Where people are, are, are going through similar situations. That we can minister to them. And we can talk to them. To say, hey, not all is lost. Not all is lost. The report is bad now. But we have to see what God wants to do with it beyond this. So, you know, I had talked about the, the pilot coming back on the, on the intercom, um, you know, taking us to a higher level. Um, but we come into Chicago, and this is, this is the same flight, the same flight. Coming into Chicago, of course, it was snowing, snowing like crazy. It was um, middle January, snowing like crazy. And uh, we, we started uh, descending down to, to, to land, and looking out the window, um, by this time, Mr. VP is asleep now, so we're good. But looking out the window, you could see the ground. You can physically see the, the, the runway. We were that close, it seemed like it was, you know, 10 feet away. And, and as the pilot was getting ready to touch down, he immediately hit the thrusters again. And, <laughs> and the, flight, the plane ended up going right back up. Um, so, of course, at this time, you can hear a pin drop on the plane again because uh, everybody's freaking out. Um, but what, what had ended up happening was, was the, 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 plane, uh, uh, the plane in front of us slid past their turnoff, and we would have we crashed. So as we were circling back around, um, you know, we were able to, to kind of really think, I, at least I was able to think uh, of everything that was going on in this whole flight, everything that was going on in this whole flight. We had... Um, we had the big, uh, it felt like a T-bone. It, it literally felt like the plane had got hit. Um, and then the, the shaking, the drop in the middle of the air, 
And then, um, then we were able to not land. Um, but I thank God for the promises in his life to keep me and help me through that. Um, and as we landed and, and, and getting um, unloaded, the flight attendant, she, she actually came to me. She says, I, I, everybody, in the midst of all this and everybody was freaking out, I noticed that you were calm. I said, well, ma'am, I wouldn't really calm. <laughs> so I said, but uh, I believe in a higher power that's able to get me through what um, beyond, beyond this, this current situation. Uh, I believe that God has taken care of me. So with that said, I, I want you guys to, to really look at your faith and where you are in your faith. And kind of ask, ask God, and, and I'm done. <laughs> so um, kind of ask God, where am I in my faith? And how can I, get, how can I go further? How can I go to another level in my faith? And as we stand up, and, and, and I, I want to go through altar call, unless you got something to say, Jeff. Um, want to go through altar call, worship team. I want you to think about where you are in, in your faith. Some of the situations in your life that is going on right now that seems kind of overwhelming, that, that may have really got you down. I, would, I, would, I want you to, to, to start thinking about, Lord, what do I need to do to get to that, that, that next level? What do I need to do where my courage ends and, and you begin? Where do I need to be in, be in my life with that? Um, some of us are probably having job issues. Some of us are probably having um, uh, family issues. Um, you know, I, th some of us are probably having sickness issues. Where do I need to be to get to that next level? How can you stretch my faith? How can you pull me into the other side? How can you, and this is important, how can you, because we can't do it by ourselves. And one of the answers that I, I would definitely say if you haven't been doing it uh, is in the word. Faith, the Bible says faith comes by hearing and hearing comes by the word of God. So, if you're not in the word like you should be, I would ask that you be able to start getting yourself a daily um, um, study plan. But as we stand on our feet, we're going to have ministers up here to pray with you. Or if you want to come pray on your own, um, I want you to think, have that in your mind. And um, uh, think about that. So, Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord, we thank you for tonight, Lord. We thank you for... Um, the courage that you have already instilled inside of us. We thank you, for, thank you for the faith that you have given us, Father. We thank you for your will. We thank you for your way. We thank you for all the things that you have put upon our lives, Lord, to, to make us stronger, to make us grow in you more. So, Father, in the name of Jesus, I ask that where we are, are, are falling short, where our courage is ending, Lord, your faith is beginning. So we thank you right now, Jesus, and we glorify your name. In God's precious name, amen.